Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday. It is the 12th day of October 2022. My name will heck that be Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Big J. Yeah. Take your bow, Big J. Uh, okay. Uh, bow to your judge and your opponent. Bow down. Bow down when I come to your town. Welcome to the show. Uh, Big J has a movie review for you today. Uh, he watched what uh, will probably be an Academy Award winner in Werewolf Castle on Amazon Prime so. last night. <laughs> and he will give us a full review. And I'm sorry if I'm jumping to conclusions because I know nothing about the movie. But when I see a movie called Vampire Castle, or excuse me, Werewolf, no, Werewolf Castle, Castle, would it have been better if it was Vampire Castle? You know, interesting enough, there you know they didn't make a lot of differentiations between werewolves and vampires. Okay, all right, they were just monsters. They may have gotten things wrong. <laughs> Is it an American movie? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody in there had like a suspicious accent or anything. Oh, of course. Oh, uh, were that was that the bad person? Yes. We love doing that, yeah. don't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, So we'll find out a little bit more about the movie later on in this particular hour. We will have tickets to what we were told yesterday, Big J, is a sold-out I Prevail show happening at the Rev Center coming up on the 1st of November. You can no longer purchase tickets to that show. Uh, The only way you can get in is by listening to this radio station. Hell, I'm going to even take it a step further by listening to this very morning show. So you're going to want to do that over the course of the next couple weeks if you want to go to that sold-out show at the Rev Center. That's going to be on the agenda. Another code word in inflation retaliation comes your way a little bit after 9 o'clock. Another winner yesterday in Jennifer. Congratulations to her for capturing $1,000. Another ex-winner, another ex-listener, another X thousand dollars out the dope. So we love that very much as well, and we want you to be the next person. In order to do that, you got to get some code words right, baby. So get ready, because we have some coming up beginning at 9 o'clock today. And we're going to have a very special guest on the show. Gentleman going to be at the Egyptian Theater tomorrow. Literally a world-famous comedian that has over a million followers on Instagram. Somehow, someway, is going to be on this show today. So that's bananas as well. You're going to want to tune in in the 7 o'clock hour for that. Plus all sorts of other cool things. But we play music on this show. Come hell or high water. Let's get things started with some GNR here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on The X. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you are our resident Food Network expert. That is correct, yes? I guess so, yeah. Do you ever find yourself, I know how much you enjoy Bobby Flay and those particular type of shows, do you ever find yourself watching the the baking challenges on that, or is that a bit too feminine no, I never for get your into life? The, I don't know if it's feminine. I just Baking is hard, man, and it's not something, uh, you know, so I don't get into it. 
because so you it's had not to envision yourself in this particular yeah, situation yeah. for you to watch. Yes, the show. exactly. Okay. Uh, what if I gave you a reason maybe to watch a baking show? Oh, okay. Would you be adverse to it? No, 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 no. Because we have somebody competing in an upcoming Food Network show that's right here from Idaho on Food Network, and I wanted to bring attention to it. Uh, it's coming up on the Halloween Cookie Challenge on the Food Network, which begins airing on the 15th, which is this weekend. Uh, and Christina Ramsey of Hayden is going to be uh, somebody that is featured prominently on the show. She's a home baker. She began her breaking journey in California, but seven years ago she moved out here. She is pretty famous on Instagram for her baking and cookie creations. So she seems to be a favorite heading into the competition. And if you want to cheer on Ramsey, you can do so beginning on October 15th as she tries to take home $10,000 competing against other home bakers from across the country. And she'll be repping Idaho when she does so. So nice. maybe, just maybe, a reason to tune in and break your regular programming schedule to cheer on your home state if you're so inclined. If not, just go about your business, man. I ain't here to judge what you watch. It's yeah. your call. But I'm just saying. Me or other people? Uh, You know what? Everybody. (laughs) You? Everybody. Don't judge all of us. You can watch whatever you hell you want. All right. It's not up to me. I'm just giving you some options. Baseball playoffs got underway yesterday with four games. Yankees rally past the Guardians 4-1. Three-run home run walk-off winner for the Houston Astros as they shocked the uh, Seattle (laughs) as. Our prep service calls it the Seattle Seahawks, but it was the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Houston 8, Seattle 7. Phillies over the Braves, another game that was held on to. They were up 7-1 in that game, held on to beat the Braves 7-6. And Dodgers were up 5-0 on the Padres, held them off 5-3. Just the National League in action today. So game two of those particular series between the Phillies and Braves and Padres. Dodgers will be featured on your to-do list for baseball if you're excited. Big J, uh, we already have what may be the biggest box office disaster of the year, and that would be the brand new movie Amsterdam. Uh, it has got some pretty big stars in it. Margot Robbie, uh, John David Washington, Christian Bale, all star, but there are plenty of other big name celebrities in this film, and it did not do well at the box office in its first weekend, and it looks like it's going to lose about $97 million, which is never a good look for a film that spent that much money putting it together. But, you know, maybe it has advertising, maybe it has a lot of things to blame, maybe it's just because it's a mid-level movie, I don't know. Having seen it myself, I could tell you I wouldn't rush out to the theater and see it. It's probably worth checking out on a streaming platform, but I wouldn't go much further than that. How, I mean, you know where the money goes. It's a, it's a throwback to post-World War I kind of movie, so everything is kind of in period. But also, it, it went to the talent in the movie. I mean, it's crazy how many celebrities are yeah. in this movie from a name recognition standpoint, and it just did not do well. And did not do well at the box office. So probably uh, the death kneel for uh, movies that aren't superhero movies or comic book based that spend a lot of money and try to get a theatrical release. That's not exactly a box office winner. It's going to be tough. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. (laughs) This latest from Highly Suspect, Natural Born killer here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I think we've talked about this before and I think you're with me on this. You're not a fan of eggnog. Is that correct? No. Okay. I mean, I don't hate it, but there's no way I'm seeking it out because I told you that eggnog drinking contest. Right? So yeah, that ruined that for me. (laughs) So you still maybe will have a glass from time to time, but you're not purchasing. I couldn't tell you the last time I had eggnog. 
but I'm not going around like smashing cartons of eggnog into the garbage can for no reason. Wait, what? You know, just because I'm angry. Oh, I see. You want to see all? You think people want all eggnog destroyed? Is I, I think some people probably hate it and despise it that much. Uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine throwing things into the garbage that I no longer enjoy. Uh, I don't think uh, I would have a lot of free time if I did that. But I, I could certainly say that eggnog is one of those that I think is an acquired taste. There's a lot of people that like it, some people that don't. Now, even more people that like it because you can, you know, add a little bit of alcohol to it, Big J. Get yourself nice and hammered. Yeah. If you trust put that me, on. I know. And now there is another version of eggnog out there that I'm not sure we need, but uh, I'll be damned if a brand isn't going to take an opportunity to try to put a different stamp on something. Uh, as Kellogg's has announced, Eggonog, Big, Big J. It is basically a, a, a chance for you to sip. Like this ego-inspired eggnog drink. What? That's also uh, got some cinnamon, nut fla- nutmeg flavor notes, and there is some rum in there as well. It's like a, it is definitely like a prepackaged adult beverage, if you will. Ugh. But here's the thing, like, I mean, I like waffles very much, but I have never said to myself, man, I really want to drink that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know what? Oh, man, I'm going to throw these in the toaster, and then I'm going to put them in my blender, add a little bit of milk. But also, like, drink this stuff. it's a mind mess because, like, I mean, ugh, I don't know. I, I would just think if I was tasting that because eggnog can be fairly thick as well. So then you're thinking, like, am I drinking waffle batter? And how healthy could that possibly be? Like, uh, you know, we trans- transferred to uh, safe cookie dough to eat. <laughs> yeah. You know, when are we going to get safe <laughs> waffle, waffle batter? batter? I don't know. I don't like it, though. Uh, but they do recommend that you pair it with uh, Eggo waffles. Of course they do, because that's, you know, brand harmonization. But it is coming soon to a store near you, the Kellogg's waffle-flavored Eggo eggnog that gives you a chance to pair your loving taste of breakfast with uh, alcohol until you vomit profusely. That's the that's the equation, apparently, your this Christmas is season is missing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any time that we go, man, you know what? I want to get hammered, but I want it to taste like breakfast. We've got a problem, you guys. We need to really look in the mirror if that's something yeah, that we want to do. Yeah, but probably started off with a screwdriver, right? <laughs> Orange juice and vodka. <laughs> yes, but at least that doesn't, I mean, that, that, I don't know if that necessarily reminds me of breakfast. Orange juice, certainly. The Bloody Mary? The Bloody Mary, well, that's a breakfast drink. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I'm saying that's, we started off with normal uh, getting drunk breakfast beverages, and now we're combining that into food. Yeah, it's not even food. It's uh, I don't know. It's what it is. I don't know. Would it's you a call smoothie? It? Is eggnog food? I mean, you could chew it probably if you wanted to. If you make yourself enough uh, eggnog in advance, but like a smoothie. Don't like it. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up. Big J's got a movie review for you. That's next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Day holiday here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is time to officially wrap up streaming dumbass. You guys yesterday selected a movie on Amazon Prime called Werewolf Castle as we entered in spooky season on the streaming dumbass segment. And no. it was selected by the ex listeners. Big J watched it yesterday and now we find out how exactly Wolf uh, Werewolf Castle was. I wish it was called Castle Werewolf instead. Uh, but, why is it like named after werewolves? No, but yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's, a, I guess, a meaning behind that. Ultimately, when you get to the end of this, but this is a movie where uh, it's been a while since I've seen a movie like this, and um, <laughs> it, I just, you know, it's, it's, it, it's 
we, we don't talk about this anymore because of streaming, I think, and direct-to-DVD stuff, that the B-movie, you yes. know, I mean, and, and there was... Uh, that was a genre of movie that you you understood what you were getting into. You're like, this movie is probably not going to win any awards. It's not that great, but it's just one you want to see with your friends because it's so stupid and it's so dumb. And then there are some of those movies that are legendary, like Jim Cotta to me is one one that stands above a lot of movies. It's like, man, what is going on in this movie? This is so crazy and weird. I'm just entranced by it. And there are parts of this movie that are like that. I'm like. Like entranced and like what the hell were they thinking when they when they came up with this uh and and the fun that they must have had in making it you know it was one of those kind of things that you you get because it's so goofy and so just you know ridiculous and i think this is one this is uh, like a a uh, a movie that is missing a an actor who is is um you know, a super was once a superstar, and now is kind of doing stuff here and there, like an like, Eric Roberts or a Michael B. Yeah, or something. this this could be this could have been somebody's Willie's Wonderland. Okay, okay, had had they had somebody that was desperate enough to be in it, um, <laughs> and because it's so bonkers and goofy and weird, and uh, so I laughed a lot. And then and then as you get towards the end of this movie, it's like okay, this is pretty dumb. Uh, it got dumber than dumb, and and that was kind of took away from the fun of it, but. Uh, it's a movie about a guy, and this is set in the medieval times, I guess. I don't know if you want to call it that. Um, there's still knights, so uh, that's that's a, that's a part of it. And um, he, uh, his family and, and everybody in his little village gets attacked by werewolves. Damn. And, you know, these werewolves, they, they actually, I, and I don't know that much about werewolf lore, but much like vampires, if they bite you, then you can be, then become a werewolf and live forever. Sure. That seems like. Oh, they're, they're immortal. That seems like they're taking the whole vampire thing for themselves gotcha. but uh so you know this in this kid that stars in this he 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 witnesses his family and the girl he was just macking down on in a in a in a barn with get just uh you know like killed by these werewolves but the the fact that they're 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 like attacking people uh with their arms and stuff but it's like so far from hitting them Okay. I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. You have to watch this movie. How are the effects on the werewolves? Oh, it's terrible, man. Okay. The outfits is are just so they're real have people. To. Yes. Okay. You have to see this, Nick. Just you. I mean, you're right. It's only 90 minutes or so, and it's it's ridiculous. And it was a good time. It was very fun. All right. Well, listen. I mean, while you certainly have brought down the quality of the movie, it sounds like the experience is Big J approved. Yeah. I mean, listen. This is one of those films you, you know what you're getting into, okay? So you're not fooled by anything. This is a really bad, dumb movie. But those can be a lot of fun. And of, of the ones I've seen, uh, this, is, uh, this is up there. I mean, I'm trying to think. Werewolf Cop was another one that... That blew me away uh, years and years ago. Uh, that it's we like Were Cop or something. But yeah, I know what you're talking no, about. No, I think it's called Werewolf Oh, is Cop. it? Oh, yeah. God. And so, <laughs> you know, you can't go wrong. If you look, it's Halloween time. You're looking for something stupid to put on. Maybe you're having a party or a get together. This is it. And now, so, because yeah. we've transposed the title, I can't remember what the actual title is. Werewolf Castle. Werewolf Castle. Swords versus Claws. So you can check there. out it. It's on Amazon Prime, streaming for free as long as you're a Prime subscriber. And it's also a fairly new movie, right? This isn't like something that came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, no, 2021. 20, uh, All right. So last year it was made, and now it's available for you to watch. And Big J says it's awful, but in the best way possible. And it's Big J approved. Crazy. <laughs> 
The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, once again, we are ahead of the curve, pal. I hope it feels pretty good. Yeah, it does. He always does, you know. New study comes out that says, you know who what people don't trust? Freaking robots, dude. We don't trust them. Rubits. Uh, least of all in our workplace, according to a new survey. In fact, so much so that if employers bring in robots to do any kind of job, it negatively impacts morale, even in industries where they're not currently being used. The study was put together by National University, and they found that robots contribute to feelings of burnout and job insecurity here in the U.S. and pretty much any other developed country. Basically, what it does is it reminds workers that, you know, eventually you're going to be replaced by these particular things. It's just a matter of time. And that, you know, basically makes us look in the mirror, face our uh, overall mortality, existential dread overcomes us, and we become clinically and chronically depressed. And then the cycle starts all over again when we start a new job. So what they're saying is usually that's that's sometimes on the employer, but it's also sometimes on the human. According to the study, most people are overestimating the capabilities of robots and they're underestimating their own capabilities. And so that leads to the negative feelings about it. But let's not pretend that robots haven't been taking some jobs from time to time, too. What are you doing that makes you most vulnerable to being replaced by a robot? Well... If you're a cleaner, if you're packing something, and if you're a builder, those apparently are the three biggest kind of job targets right now that are most likely to be replaced by robots. Meanwhile, teachers, lawyers, and physicists still relatively safe. Uh, They're like down at the bottom. Uh, Nobody's going to hire a robot lawyer, I guess is my point, let alone a robot teacher. But as a couple of people, Big J, that have been uh, working in an industry that robots have been replacing us for years and years and years... Welcome to the club, everybody. Yeah, man. AI voice uh, is uh, is wild. Yeah. Well, not even that. I mean, there's that, but also, like, I mean, listen, there's tons of radio stations that don't even have people. It's all just playlists, you know? Yeah. And so that's basically robotics. It's computers. It's doing all that kind of stuff. So welcome to our club. Doesn't feel good, does it, everybody? No. Hey, the photographer that Devontae Adams shoved to the ground on Monday Night Football is filed the police report, pal. He uh, wants to press charges, according to multiple reports. Police say they will investigate the alleged assault and will coordinate with city or state prosecutors to determine if any charges need to be brought. But apparently, uh, either the camera person... Well, listen, man, I I I hate to, like, automatically jump to conclusions, but it's one of those where you're like, are you doing it for what you think is an easy payday? Are you really hurt? I mean, don't forget there's also, like national embarrassment that is invalid you know basically you went to work that day nobody thought you didn't certainly didn't think you were gonna get shoved to the ground on national television and turned into a meme but here you are and so there's that angle of things too how much of that is prosecutable i'm not exactly certain but let's just say that we haven't heard the end of the story of Devonte adams pushing somebody to the ground on monday night yeah, football real hard to get the evidence Yankees beat the Guardians, Astros over the Mariners, Phillies over the Braves, and Dodgers over the Padres last night. It's all National League game twos today. And Big J, we have to say goodnight to Angela Lansbury. She passed away on Tuesday at the age of Murdered. 96. No, don't say that. Oh. 96 years old, just days before her 97th birthday. 
Uh, and so we say to her, uh, rest in peace. Of course, a bunch of celebrities jumped on social media to bid her farewell. I think most of us know her from probably two things. Whether you watched it or not is another thing altogether, but you've heard of Murder, She Wrote, I'm sure. Uh, that was a television show that was yeah. constantly on at my grandmother's house, so I remember watching it just by yep. proxy. Uh, and then, of course, she also was the voice uh, in Beauty and the Beast, which was a very popular movie, made a bunch of uh, Disney movies back in the day as well. Maybe uh, more famous as The Picture of Dorian Gray or The Manchurian Candidate, the original. She earned several Oscar nominations and was a very good singer as well. So uh, rest in peace to Angela Lansbury passing away at 96 years old yesterday. <laughs> Odic and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. <laughs> All right, so today's We're Going to Hell story is one that we may need a little Big J, J help from because I'm not sure I buy the story necessarily, but it's almost too stupid to not be true, okay? Okay. Uh, so it happens in Florida, which makes sense. Uh, we are headed to Seminole, Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. And the story revolves around Paul Sinclair. He's 56 years old and he walks into his bank, a Chase Bank branch there, right? Now, there are some places that you should go that you know that certain things, whether you're joking or not, are not considered funny and are serious issues, right? Like, sure. you can't make bomb jokes at an airport. That's just not something that's okay. You yeah. will get arrested for it. You can't yell fire in a movie theater. Those kind of things are not okay because, well, well, number one, you're usually not funny, and number two, they take those kind of things very, very seriously. And uh, that's what Paul said he was doing when he walked up to a Chase bank teller and he basically pointed his, you know, index finger and his middle finger at her, and her thumb a up like, a, like a gum and said, hey, yeah. like a gun and said, hey, uh, you better not press any alarm buttons or I'll shoot. Why don't you hand over the dough? And he was smiling while it happened. Well, the teller handed him one hundred and twenty dollars and he kind of laughed and he was like, huh? Uh, and then he took the money and left. Oh, you just you just committed robbery, dude. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And he said he thought it was a joke, and she was going along with it. But then, like, my side note to that is, okay, no. maybe you buy it halfway through, but you don't take the money. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, either way, you're in trouble. Whether you take that money or you don't, the bank teller thought, like, she's trained to not put up a fight, yeah. give the money, and doesn't matter. You may not be presenting a gun, but when you say something like that, the threat of a gun or some sort of, you know, weapon is imminent, and she is to treat it as such. So he left the bank, just strolled out with his $120. Like, that was a weird experience. I was just joking. Strange. Well, 10 minutes later, of course, cops caught up with him, and he was arrested and, sure enough, charged with robbery. Now, they looked, other than his finger gun, which obviously isn't a real thing, he was not armed. So they don't think that he actually did go into the bank with the intention of robbing it. But what ended up happening was he committed robbery. Correct? Yeah. Now, not a very smart move, and I believe he probably was going to get in trouble no matter what, but he turned it into a robbery charge probably the second he left the bank with that money. Even if you're joking, if a bank teller hands you $120 and says, hey, everything's cool, man, they think you're dangerous and you've done something you yeah. should not have done. And so now he is definitely facing charges, and he didn't have a real gun, but he's getting in trouble as if he did because you can't make jokes like that with people. And think that A, it's funny, and B, you're going to just kind of move on with your day. That's usually not how those things work. 
So, reminder, don't do stupid things, and you won't go to jail for stupid things you never intended on doing. Exactly. And then don't, like, oh, take the money. I mean, what were you thinking? Right. Be like, oh, I have screwed up. I didn't really mean to do this here. Take this back, please. Now, that's where I have a trouble kind of wrapping my head around the story. Like, I don't know if he thought it was a legitimate joke, and then he's like, oh, crap, well, I got money. I might as well take it. Or he thought he was going to walk in with that particular plan and didn't think it was going to work because he didn't have any alternative plans. I don't know what he was thinking, but it was not a smart move. We'll put it that way. Don't do it. No robbery jokes in banks. They're not funny. They don't play well there. Just a heads up. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Honor and privilege to have on this show in a few minutes a gentleman that's going to be playing the Egyptian Theater tomorrow night. His name is Veer Das. He's a very funny comedian, and he's going to join us next on the X Rocks. That is Three Days Grace here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Tomorrow night at the Egyptian Theater, a gentleman that has many different specials on Netflix, the star of many different Bollywood movies, is going to be taking his show called Wanted to the big stage there at the Egyptian Theater. You can grab your tickets at egyptiantheater.net. His name is Veer Das, and he joins us on the show this morning to talk about all things going on in his life as well as how you can go check him out tomorrow. Good morning, Veer. How are you, sir? I'm very good. How are you? I'm in America where the weather changes every five minutes, and it's kind of unprofessional. Uh, but but aside from that, I'm uh, I'm undressing and dressing every five minutes. Is basically what I'm doing right now to adapt. That makes yeah, sense. I'll be okay. Layers, man. You got to wear layers. I just come from Mumbai where we have two seasons that we don't even bother with the winter. Uh, so, you know, it's it's either clothing or no clothing, which I like. Uh, layers is a, a little bit tough to figure out, I think. I love it, man. Well, thank you for uh, getting up early. This certainly is an international uh, comedy superstar hours, but we do appreciate you calling in. You are going to be doing your special uh, coming up called Wanted at the Egyptian Theater, man, and it's taking you a, a pretty good amount of uh, love to get to this particular point. You've got a Netflix special coming out in December. What is it about this show that kind of is a little bit different from some of the stuff that maybe we've already seen on Netflix, sir? I think it's the layers that I'm wearing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just have a... <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think this show is about what happens when an idiot sees the world. That idiot being me. Uh, you know, most idiots who get to see the world have a lot of power. And they're presidents or prime ministers. I'm just a powerless idiot who's traveling the world. And I think no matter where you live, it'll take you around the world and it'll bring you home. Hopefully to, to Boise, Idaho. You know, and I think that really endures you to the audience, too, because they can kind of uh, relate to that in that that sort of situation. I think so. I hope so. Uh, judging by my ticket sales, they don't relate too much yet. <laughs> <But I'm> hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping you guys can listen to this interview and relate a little bit more. You know, I was just like, at this point, I'm just like, how many Bollywood dance classes exist in Boise, Idaho? And can I call them up and have them come to the show? Uh I'm at that point right now. It's funny. Uh, Veer, of course, you also have been in several Bollywood movies. You have done the stand-up thing for a very long time. What came first, man? The the passion to be in front of the camera or the stand-up, or were they kind of congruent? No, the passion to do stand-up came first, and then the cash came. Then I was just like, screw stand-up. Let's let's make some money. (laughs) You know, I'd, I'd love to... 
wear a chiffon t-shirt and and just stand on a piano with wind blowers kind of blowing my my shirt in the wind as a lady runs towards me in slow motion and then make decent money you know how much better that is than just staying up till 2 a.m writing jokes in a notepad come on guys this is not a choice <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I mean, I suppose also you didn't get into comedy to uh, to be an uh, international spokesperson for human rights and those sort of things. I, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things here. A lot of people in the United States, I mean, we, we see cancel culture. We kind of complain about it. But but you, you've had an entire country try to cancel you, their government, right? So that's a different kind of perspective. Well, yeah, it'll take you to Boise, Idaho. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, you know, I, I think... The, uh, like to be serious for a bit i've always been taught that you know as an artist you kind of take your feedback head down and mouth shut you know and that if you ever create a conversation you honor the conversation and this is kind of the show is about the aftermath of that conversation but i'm not going to lie when american comics complain that people are being mean to them on twitter that's kind of cute to me. It really is. <laughs> right. I can imagine. Veer Das joins us. Uh, he's going to be at the Egyptian Theater on the 13th. EgyptianTheater.net is where you can grab those tickets to make sure you are there. And, and of course, we can talk a little bit about the I Come From To India speech that went viral and had a chance your speech at the, the Kennedy Center, which was profound and very funny and heartbreaking as well. And, I mean, when you're preparing something like that, do you know this is going to set off the kind of reaction that you got back home in India? Did you know that this is kind of what you were dipping your toe into or was it unexpected uh not a damn clue i'm just gonna be honest yeah <laughs> i was my wife and i were touring dc and we were watching all the monuments and i was like i'm feeling kind of patriotic and profound uh so at lunch i, I kind of wrote some stuff down and we found a wedding photographer because we didn't even have a camera so just like we got on yelp and found a wedding photographer and just hired him to shoot it and it it got you know something like 40 or 45 million views across platforms which yeah. is insane for a youtube video yeah i did not expect it at all which is why there's a paper in my hand the entire time it's new material mm -hmm. you know yeah it's pretty so awesome maybe the lesson is don't use the kennedy center as your open mind maybe that <laughs> that's the lesson here, you know <laughs> Yeah, and I like it. But you know what? It was a, it was a fantastic speech, and it certainly uh, you could tell it was coming from your heart. And you know, whatever happened from the the outpouring of that is one of those things that I think are, are helping things. And I'm glad that you were able to kind of speak your mind. It must have felt good to get that off your chest a little bit too, right? It, it did, um, and, and I think it resonated with uh, a lot of people, specifically young people. So I'm I'm somehow I'm 43 years old, but I'm sitting on the youngest, most progressive. Pretty much dumbest audience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so, so it's lovely. They have money and they have zero expectations, and they're easy to impress, which is nice. And then at the same time, you you start to develop a, a TV show. You're you're in the midst of uh, of doing that, and uh, by all accounts, it sounds pretty interesting to me. Uh, country Eastern, I'm talking about, of course. Yeah, we're developing it at Fox, and it's about me becoming a country music singer. So I have a band uh, in India, and. Uh, I've, I've kind of always loved sort of classic rock, blues, uh, and country. So it's about what happens when a, a brown bearded man tries to take on country music, which I think would be an interesting uh, show. I love it. I love yeah. it. And that's going to be on Fox. And if you get a chance, you should check out Veer for sure. It's going to be a hilarious show. Very funny dude. Got a Netflix special coming out in December, but you can see him live at the Egyptian Theater on the 13th of October. EgyptianTheater.net is where you can grab your tickets. Veer, I know you're a busy man. Thank you so much for carving out some time with us and safe travels. We'll see you here next week. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Take you care. Bet. See Thanks. you soon. <laughs> 
Coast Newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, there was a thing not too long ago called the pandemic. You ever heard of it? Yeah. And because of it, a lot of retailers struggled with product shortages for months. You remember that? Yep. So now that things are kind of back to normal as far as product is concerned, boy, howdy, do those places that sell things want to make that money back that they lost because of product shortages as quickly as possible. You can understand that, right? Yeah. Which is why you are going to notice, whether you're going out to department stores or even sometimes grocery stores, that you're like, hey, it's October. Is that Christmas stuff up already? Jingle, jingle. And the answer is, yeah. Yeah, it sure is, for lots of reasons. Number one, uh, now they have excessive amounts of unsold merchandise cutting into profits, and it it derails holiday plans in the process. But also, they know that customers are programmed to go, oh, man, I see Christmas stuff. That means I better get some holiday shopping done. Or if I see a deal that I feel like I can't pass up, it's something good to buy for the holidays for somebody that could potentially be on my list. So many of the nation's largest retailers already starting some holiday sales. In fact, that's when you—that's uh, why you'll notice that Amazon Prime is doing the early Prime stuff. Their online retailers doing it as well. Earlier than ever, because yes, we know Halloween isn't here yet, but you're still programmed in your mind to see Christmas decorations in a, in a store and go, oh man, I should probably check something off my list while I'm here. They're in our heads, Big J. Do you like it? I am a robot. I will buy it. But they want you to buy as much stuff as possible so they can make that money back that they lost. Do your part. Would you like to know more? <laughs> uh, Cleveland Guardians ended up losing to the New York Yankees 4-1 to in the playoffs last night in the late game. Astros over the Mariners 8-7. to Phillies beat the Braves 7-6. And Dodgers over the Padres 5-3. to That Phillies, Braves, and Padres-Dodgers series will have game two today if you'd like to watch yourself some baseball. We told you yesterday that Mark Hoppus is writing a book. What we failed to tell you was guess who's getting back together, Big J? The old crew in Blink-182. All the, the small things? Yeah, all of them. The band announced yesterday that they'll be reuniting for the first time since 2015. They released a very funny video talking about that particular stuff and then rolled out new album announcement as well as a brand new tour as well. In fact, we're supposed to be getting new Blink-182 music on Friday, Big J. Yeah. But there is a big, gigantic tour that they're going to do that's going to kick off in March of 2013 and go all the way... 2023, I should say, and go all the way into 2024. While they're on the road, they're going to team up with Green Day to co-headline the When We Were Young Festival, year number two of that in Vegas next October. But when they go out on their own, they're taking Turnstile with them as well as Rise Against in some dates. Now... Uh, no Boise date on that ca- on that particular calendar. They're hitting mostly large cities, Big J. But Sacramento and Seattle on the 23rd and 25th of June of next year, about as close as they're going to get to our neck of the woods. Not even a Salt Lake date, uh, date on that particular tour. So you're going to have to road trip it or fly it in if you want to check out the official Blink-182 reunion. But you can at least have some new music to enjoy coming your way on Friday. And it appeared to make Gen X very, very happy. Big J, agree or disagree? Yeah, for sure. So get ready. Blink-182 is back, and this time it's personal. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Yeah, we got a show coming up here uh, November 1st at the Revolution Center. And you know what? It's sold out talking about I Prevail and Pierce the Veil. So we'll get you set up with those tickets if you can beat me Pop Culture Smackdown. And after yesterday, I'm feeling pretty good, man. As well you should. 208-287-1003. If you would like tickets to this sold-out show coming up on November the 1st, but you are going to have to know a little something about the world of popular culture. In particular, one particular person in popular culture. Oh, my. That doesn't scare anybody off, but we'll see if it does. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, man. What's your name? Michael. Michael, you're up first. Michael, which X-Men character did Hugh Jackman play? Wolverine. Wolverine is absolutely right. Correct. Big J, which entertainment award shares its name with one of Hugh Jackman's children? I'm going to give you choices, bro. Oh, great. Thanks. Emmy, Tony, or Oscar? He's named one of his kids after an award. Which one is it? Uh, I'm going to say it's named after his favorite award to win, and that's the Tony. Wrong. No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. He does not have a child named Tony. Uh, Michael, that means you have been victorious. Do you happen to know the answer? Uh, First thing I thought of was Emmy. Emmy, also incorrect. But that doesn't matter. You win anyway. The answer, of course, is Oscar. Right. Oscar. Little Oscar. I'd like to think he named him after the Sylvester Stallone movie and not the statue. No, nobody would do that. But that's just me. Nobody would do this. Morning after with Naked Big J. Congratulations, Michael. Hang on wow. one second. We'll hook you up. Just hand you those, <laughs> I guess. Tickets to I Prevail. Uh, that's sometimes how it works. We are going to do some headlines. They're coming up next on the X Rocks. After with Nick and Big J. Let's do some headlines, kids. They are as follows, Big J. Ethics question. What a ripoff, and stop me when this sounds familiar. What a ripoff! Lindsay Castelli sold fake Gucci, Chanel, Prada, Dior, Ugg, and Louis Vuittons as the real thing across the country, according to officials. They raided her Long Island store and uncovered 22 printing presses, which they say were used to create counterfeit labels on incredibly cheap clothing items. And then Castelli would turn around and charge them at like a discount rate to what seemed like to potential customers, but they were obviously a hefty price on stuff she was buying in bulk. She sold goods nationwide from her Plainview location on the internet, and they think she made upwards of four to five million dollars doing this particular scam. Now she's facing charges of trademark counterfeiting, Big J. How much time in prison does that account for? Let's take a guess. 25 to life. You're way high. Uh, she faces a maximum sentence of three years in prison. So what? no, you can steal people's trademarks and make millions of dollars and it'll cost you three years of your life. I mean, listen, three years of prison would suck. Yeah, but you so. know she's not going to like, you know, maximum security prison. I don't know that. I'm telling you she's not. Oh, okay. Ain't no way. Counselor. Ethics question. Watch yourself, counselor. Ethics question or stop me when this sounds familiar? Stop me when this sounds familiar. Big J, do you have cats that keep you up at all hours of the night? Sometimes, yeah. Because they're running around or they want to play? Well, let me introduce you to a brand new website that has been designed to calm your cats down at night by helping them hear 
other cats purring via the internet, Big J. It says it calms cats down at night if they're having turmoil or they want to play. There is a website you can go to that plays different types of tones of cats purrs that are supposed to calm down cats that are going crazy at all hours of the night. Now, they say that one thing that calms cats down is hearing other cats purr, and you can't always have a purring lap cat with you, and so there's a way that you can calm down your animals by going to purrly.com, P-U-R-R-L-I.com. They say it's the perfect way, Big J, to calm down your animal. Now, there's different settings that you can put on, and they say there's some that can help soothe and calm your cat. Other times, you can just have purring cat sounds for you if you need it. But there's playful purrs, excited purrs, sleepy purrs, breathy purrs, and they say if you find the right combination, your cat will actually calm down at night. What do you think, Big J? I mean, do you have to have it on all the time? Well, I mean, if you, I imagine you have... Well, first of all, they fi- they figure it out like white noise. Like, if you're a cat owner, hearing cat purrs probably isn't going to freak you out, right? Or keep you awake, per se. So, yes, if you have it on in the background, what would you rather do? Have purring in the background or have a cat go crazy? I guess I mean, I'd rather have... I, I don't mind purring. It's the pawing to wake your ass up to pet them. Yes, that you won't, they're saying that if you, do, if you find the right combination, you won't have to worry about it. Is it worth a shot? I don't know if it's paid or not. Nah, I don't. Skip. Okay. Pass. You don't have to, but if your cats keep you up and you want to try it, that's the website that you can go to. Wrap it up with an ethics question. Big J, we've talked many times about how, like, a bank or a uh, employer accidentally deposits a ridiculous amount of cash in your bank account, what you would do. But what would you? Ha- what would happen if you had no affiliation with the money that, po- in, 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 I guess, miraculously popped up in your account? Would you run out and spend it, or would you hold on to it, knowing that eventually somebody would come call? I'd probably hold on to that, knowing somebody's going to come call it. Well, let me introduce you to a couple Australians that definitely did not do that. Uh, their names are Manivel and Yatinder Singh, and they were transferred six million dollars into their account by a cryptocurrency company that they had never heard of. And they went on a spree, bro, let me tell you. Oh, crypto? You didn't specify that. Well, what do you mean? It was That's the Wild West. That's not even real money. No, it was real money deposited into their bank account that they used from a cryptocurrency company. Right. Yeah. It wasn't actual yeah. crypto. So that you would spend if it came to you from, like, crypto.com. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're out there scamming people every day. I might as well scam them back. All right. Uh, that's exactly what happened. They were supposed to get a $100 refund at some point but received millions instead. From Crypto.com. Now, the couple said that they thought he had won a contest, and that's what they did. They purchased four homes with these $6 million that was given to them accidentally. The company, of course, noticed the error, and guess what, Big J? Both of them are now in jail. Yep. Uh, They are both out on bond awaiting trial, but they have returned about $4 million of the money, but $2 million they can't get back because it's all tied up in real estate. And so now they've got trouble. But yeah, that is a crime in other countries as well as the United States. So just know, if you get a bunch of money, regardless of where it comes from, and it's not yours, and you decide to spend it, you pay the price on that. Yeah, that is dealing, I guess. Uh, It's not a good look. So watch out. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know. 
Jane's Addiction, Jane Says, here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I understand there's never a dull moment at the Big J abode. Is that correct? Listen, Monday, I was having the best day, Nick. I was just, I got to sleep in a little bit. I spent a good portion of time uh, playing Grand Theft Auto Five online, just chasing my dreams there. And things were great. And then 3 o'clock rolls around, and uh, a statement was made by my daughter, Mason. And uh, I, I, I had to tear off my headphones and be like, what? What's happening? And uh, she announced that uh, she would like to uh, move, change rooms. So, of course, uh, my daughter uh, Mason and her boyfriend Kyle live with us, and uh, we've got a we've got a three bedroom a three bedroom house. And so, the extra bedroom I've been using for uh, a studio and kind of like we store stuff in there. But you know, we're doing studio stuff when I need to work from home or just random stuff, and uh, try to keep it nice and whatever in there. And and so uh, they decided that, that they wanted to switch rooms. Okay. So it wasn't Easy like enough, it wasn't man. like you just yeah. move some stuff around. Yeah, right? well, and it wasn't like it wasn't it was it wasn't one of those things. It's like yeah, we'll get around to it. It's like we're gonna do it immediately now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap! Come on, man. So uh, we start start moving stuff out. Uh, you know, I have to disconnect my computer, everything that's in there. We start moving that out. Well, there's a problem. The treadmill's in there. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. When when we bought the treadmill, uh, we had it in. We had a built and put together there. Yes. And so, uh, like, uh, it's not fitting through here. So, don't know about that. And then uh, that's when they decided. Oh, hey, there's carpet in both of those rooms. And the wife is like, ah, since this is gonna be empty, let's just put in some hardwood floors. So now that's the project that's happening, okay? So everything from that studio room is now in the family room. Uh, and so it's just, and I think right now the wife's probably ripping up some carpet. And um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way it's going. So is the plan to have the hardwood floors in the new studio or in the, yeah. okay. So yeah. uh, what about, oh, so that's empty. So the, the treadmill's not in the way in there. Well, here's the thing. So I was like, that thing's not fitting through here. And I'm like, I refuse to deal with this. And because uh, this is your all's ideas. Uh, and I'm going to go back to playing my game. And so uh, I get sent a picture yesterday and she's like, hey, uh, I actually got it to fit through the window. And I'm like, there's no way that thing fit through the window. I couldn't believe it. She sent me a picture. It wasn't there anymore. And uh, point of fact, no, she was making she was making fun of me and had actually had uh, Mike, her, her stepfather, come over and he took part of it apart. And like, come on, trying to punk me like that. Uh, that is hilarious. Yeah. But uh, it, it, again, it's somebody else called in to do things that you should probably be doing. Well, no, here's the thing. So I started to look at the instruction. She handed me the instruction manual for the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I start to look at it and I go, there's something wrong here. And you know how you get a manual and it's got different languages? Yes. I'm like, well, this is the Spanish version. There's no English here. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Did you guys put it together? No. Oh, uh, no. I said, like I said, somebody else put it together. Oh, who did you bring in to put it together? The, well, when we bought it, we bought it from uh, whoever we bought it from. It did did the assembly. Okay, they assembled it there yeah. in your actual yeah. house. Okay. So that's why we couldn't get it back out because we didn't actually fit it in there. It was built inside of the room. So well, the good news is that headache is not when you have to handle it. Anymore. But uh, yeah, so now the the hardwood floor thing is happening, and it's like, man, it's a lot of stuff. And then you got to set up all your stuff again. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We're going to Salt Lake in a couple weeks. You know what that means. Ikea. I- <laughs> See you there, come bro. back with 800 pounds of Ikea stuff. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Enjoy that, Big J. Your bad impressions are next to the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J.
Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have tickets to a concert coming up here uh, in just a few days here, October 24th. Animals as leaders at the Knitting Factory. Some prog metal for you. We'll get you set up with those tickets if you can figure out Bad Impressions. Our phone number is 208-287-1003. You'd like to call it now if you want to play Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J has established three clues that revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then you are going to a show coming up here in a couple weeks. Hello, The X. Hey, this is Rob. I'd like to play. Wonderful, Rob. You've called the right number. Good luck. All right, before I, made, before I made it big time in the 80s comedy movies, I was on SCTV in Canada, eh? Uh, John Candy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Robert, you're plugged in, buddy, and that's all it takes. Yeah. Congratulations. Hang on one second. We'll get you those Animals as Leaders tickets. Clues two and three for five. Uh, who needs a Wookiee when you can have a barf? I was barf in Spaceballs, and I started movies like The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, and Who's Harry Crumb? He's a mug. And why is uh, John Candy in the news? Uh, yes, rest in peace, John Candy. But uh, for uh, a fellow Canadian, Ryan Reynolds, along with uh, Colin Hanks, are making a documentary about John Candy via um, Ryan Reynolds' um, uh, Maximum Effort company. So uh, they're going to be doing that. And uh, uh, John Candy's family, super excited about this. And uh, I just got to say, man, I uh, may. Gone way too early, John Candy. Um, but he made some pretty damn funny movies, and you should go watch them if you haven't in a while. Agreed. And I think was yesterday like the 25th anniversary of his passing or yeah. something like that, which is why he was trending, and that's when Ryan Reynolds announced that they were making a documentary. So uh, it's all good things. And for those that aren't from, I mean, it's one of those deals where we're getting to a point now where there is a very real situation where – there are 20-year-olds that have no idea who John Candy is or, yeah. you know, maybe just maybe they've come across like planes, trains and automobiles or something or or Uncle Buck or something and didn't know that he was attached. But I mean, God, the, the 80s, he was just he owned it, man. He was hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, some of the bit parts that he played in some movies uh, were, were pretty damn funny, too, like in Splash. And uh, you had uh, Summer Rental, which was in a, a well-known movie, but it's funny as hell. Uh, stripes. He's great in Stripes. Yep, stripes. And of course, you know, we talked about Spaceballs, but they're, you know, get there in the late 80s. Uh, in that there were some pretty damn good movies, man. Amen. Rest in peace. Look forward to that documentary for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Slipknot. That is Yen wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We gave away $1,000 today to Jennifer. Thank you very much for listening, Jennifer. Enjoy that $1,000. Another code word was happening. We also had a chance to talk a fantastic comedian into coming on to this show and actually being a part of it, which is insane. He is going to be out and about tomorrow at the Egyptian Theater, which is awesome. So thank you to Vindas Virdas for coming on the show today. That was great. Yeah, and of man. course, we also had a chance to give away some sold out i prevail tickets more of that coming tomorrow on this very show but that does leave you with the floor big j yeah this happened uh, here recently in the uh, boise state uh, the football program in particular signed a really cool deal for the inal uh, inil a uh, name image likeness for the entire program for boise state uh some trading cards now remember jackson's they used to have the bobbleheads i do you collected all those well they're going to be uh doing an exclusive deal with boise state and putting out uh, a, a great uh player card set 
that is going to be available here uh, for, I think, uh, $12.99. You can buy a, a price per pack, and there will be some uh, limited edition autographed printed ones. Now, everybody on the team, all 100 players, get a piece of this. It's the biggest NIL deal for a team so far that they've had uh, in, in college football. So it's pretty awesome and remarkable, and that's all through uh, Jackson's and Boise State. They break it down to like how much each player's getting? Uh, no, I didn't see that number. But uh, either way, it's still pretty cool. No, it's very cool that everybody gets paid. I heard the guys talk about it on the broadcast. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so they opened up a pack of the cards and talked about who they got. They didn't say where it was available from, which made me think it definitely wasn't Albertsons, and now it's right. It is Jackson's. But, uh, yeah, they talked about how they had uh, trading cards available for people to check out. So. Yeah, it's the largest trading card venture for any school in the country. So get ready boom. to live. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's coming in next. Have a great one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.